You're listening to the Let Me Ask You This podcast. The show about everything and nothing. Now, I'd like to introduce two guys that need no introduction. Because you won't know them or remember them. Here they are. Jack Ace and Schwiney. We are live and on the air. Jack Ace, how you doing, buddy? I think I am doing quite better than you. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what I happened? Spent, I spent the week in Florida with my family, oh, and oh. Um, uh, they don't like you much. No, there's just a lot of drinking. What's going on? And um, well, we'll St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm struggling. I, I was I flew back on Saturday. Today's Sunday. And I'm still sore, <laughs> so I'm drinking water today. Hopefully, I won't slur as much. No, show sure won't be as interesting, but we'll give it a shot. Yeah, um, we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm still entertaining. So you to uh, you mentioned something to me a few weeks ago about a topic that you wanted to cover, mm. which is near and dear to my heart, given my background. Okay. Of sailing as a metaphor for life. Okay. Um, so the, the the reason that came up, um, my wife and I just celebrated our 23rd wedding anniversary. and we went, anniversary. We went to a fancy hotel that had a fancy pool, and uh, she was out there with her gigantic hat, and the wind kept catching it. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I was like, you got a spinnaker on your head. <laughs> and she's like, a what? I was like, Spinnaker. You know, I was like, you never heard of Spinnaker? And then I realized that, you know, growing up, my dad had a sailboat. I understand a lot of nautical terms. Right. You know, so to explain it, a Spinnaker is a gi- is the giant balloon sail you may see on the front of the, this sailboat. It's the third sail used in uh, racing. Uh, typically, there are two sails on, on a sailboat. You got your jib and you got your mainsail. Uh, the spinnaker is just that big balloon that comes out front, catches all the wind, and like just pulls you forward. So... Anyways, uh, I started thinking about, you know, how uh, I started recounting some stories of sailing with my dad growing up. Yeah. She's like, you know, and it was a miserable time. <laughs> you would think, oh, how great. You grew up with a sailboat. No, it was, uh, I was an unpaid deckhand. Yeah. My dad was uh, a, a salty old sea captain uh, barking out orders, mm-hmm. you know, t- and uh <clears throat> It was not a lot of fun. When I'd wake up on a Saturday or Sunday morning and my dad would announce, we're going sailing today, I was like, oh, no. What kind of boat did you have? It was a 23-foot Irwin okay. that reeked of wood rot mm-hmm. and uh, had a 20, or no, it had a uh, British Seagull engine. Okay. Which... Uh, Just for emergencies. So if you ever make it to um, Disney Springs in Orlando... Mm-hmm. Um, used to be called Downtown Disney, but it's just this little shopping area where they have nice restaurants and, and Disney shops and stuff like that. And um, anyhow, there's a there's a historical nautical shop there where they sell like boating flags and you know boating outfits and stuff like that. And uh, anyways, they have some boating examples outfits. of some ancient, what looked like steampunk. Uh, Engines. That's what my dad had. It's just this old, old 
boat boat engine. Yeah, and so I started telling some of the stories about, you know, us going sailing. And she's like, maybe your dad wanted to teach you sailing so that it would prepare you for hard times in life. And I was like, you know what? That's a podcast episode. Absolutely. Right? absolutely. Because I have a hundred stories about the times that we were out on the boat yeah. and just having to deal with the strife of sailing. Yes. Yeah. It's a, when you said it to me at first, I was like, okay, that's weird. But then the more I thought about it and the actual art and science of sailing mm-hmm. along with the um, the the typical problems that you can have mm-hmm. while sailing mm-hmm. it is a fantastic metaphor for life it, it really is a genius thing to think about it is and i'll i'll tell you one quick story here just to kick it off go so uh one of the things about sailing right is uh, you're never going to get where you're going fast right so um, or in a straight line. Yeah. Necessarily. So we would always, you know, <laughs> as kids, we'd be watching. You know, once we did all the hard work and got everything, got underway, then it was just, you know, sit back for a little bit until it was time to heave to or whatever and get to work. But there were moments where we could sit there and watch all the other families on their motorboats with their, <laughs> you know, their skis. Just and chilling out. Having a great time to laughing. And, and uh, we were just, uh, you know slowly moving yeah wherever it was we were going and there was a time i remember vividly right so coming where, out where were you sailing where uh, were you we were in uh uh in pinellas park florida so primarily we would stay in the uh clearwater bay okay Right, so um, my dad kept his boat uh, at this place called Shipwatch, which is uh, in Indian Rocks Beach. So coming out, you know, you had to do everything under motor power, right? Until you mm-hmm. yeah, could get course. to a place right. where, right. You where could the sail. Wind, right. And so that was usually where we were for the first, you know, 15 mm-hmm. minutes to sure. potentially the first hour of sailing, we would be under power of the motor. And then, of course, when you're going through, you know, the drawbridges and stuff like that, you can't. Right, you get a motor. You can't sail. You have right. to motor through. And of course, we didn't have, you know, the push button horn to alert the bridge that we wanted to come through. We had a bugle. A bugle that, that somebody had to blast three times to alert the bridge that we wanted. We were coming through. So it used to be when we were kids that you would give the blast, and they would see you, and they would lift the bridge yeah right now they don't do that anymore it goes up on the 20 minutes right. top of the hour you 20 wait. you know 20 40 right. and then so yeah you now you have to circle around a little bit okay until you're till, ready and then you have to hightail it through that because there's, yeah. there's a line yeah um yeah because they're not going to if you if you're not ready to go through when the bridge goes up it's going to come back down before you know is it only open for certain amount of time or the yeah they're not wait until everybody's through there well they'll they'll are they like a traffic cop yeah kind of they'll give you a little time but if you're not ready and queued up and coming when the bridge goes up and and it's fully up they're coming back yeah we'll we'll smash your mast so we would get out to the area in clearwater bay where you could hoist your sails and get under uh wind power and occasionally there'll be days where there is no wind to move you Mm -hmm. you know the doldrums yeah and so we'd try, we get the, the sails, which just mm-hmm. gently flap in the breeze. Mm-hmm. And again, 
You're watching all these yeah, yeah. laughing. And it's and hot. Have, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's super hot because yeah. the, the sun is reflecting off the ocean. Yeah, and no breeze to cool you yeah, down. Yeah, nothing to cool you down. You're and, not moving. Yeah, and ch- again, just yeah. <laughs> miserable time yeah. until... You know, Captain Crotchety there decides that it's it's you know, it's like yeah, going to go today. It's time to go in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that was that was one example of what you know, just a vivid memory of I have. You know, and then there's we gotta get home. You know, we gotta you gotta, gotta clean fold the boat and you get the back. Yeah, you clean the sails and, and all that. Take it all apart, even though we, you know, it's just. Uh, so I used to. Oh, I don't feel good this morning. <laughs> I loved it. I loved sailing, man. I did. I just loved sailing. Now so, there are other times. Now let me let me tell you, there are times like if if I was an Instagrammy type of person, there are times when we would be out in the. Gulf. Do you think you would appreciate it more now? Um, because now you understand the science of it. You, I mean, what it really is a skill set. I would tell you that I've probably forgotten. Have you most of the bad stuff that would make me well usually not want to do it? That's usually what goes yeah. first. And I would I, I would remember you know the really good time because the good times they were only like a third of the times that we went out. Like when we would be under full sail, you know, and we're kicked off to the side. Oh, is that great you though? Know, got a good pitch. Is there anything better than that? We when had you were rolling, jumping yeah. up over sure. the bow to check us out. Yeah. That was just fantastic. Right. But that was like. Like I said, maybe two or three times out of ten, you know the other really, yeah, the other times. Did you just the wind wasn't that good? Um, no, there was good good wind. Um, there's just always something that went wrong. Something wrong with the boat? <laughs> yeah, uh, like one time we had um, we had the Jenny. We didn't have a spinnaker. We had a Jenny. Yeah, right. Which is a, again, it's a bigger sail than than the jib, and we had it out because it was a good amount of wind, mm-hmm. and we were just kind of just cruising along in the bay and eating our lunch there and because the jenny was out my yeah. dad had low visibility and we smacked right into one of the <gasps> channel markers yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> ripped the bow pulpit up out of the deck yeah damn yeah it was uh it was probably a, wasn't a good night no it was not a good night you know um but gave, gave, gave me a reprieve for sailing for, for a little bit. while yeah <laughs> while he had to he had to pull it out of the wall of course and then there was always when so look um clearwater bay um, they've dredged up most of that for boats and you know the stuff that they dredge up they create little spoils little islands yeah, yeah. you know eventually they'll grow, grow sure. palm trees and stuff sure. like that but they're like really nice secluded beaches so we would go there and i remember this was almost a every time occurrence when we went sailing we would stop at one of the spoils throw down the anchor get out of the boat and get out the scrapers and get busy on all the barnacles <laughs> and i don't know if you're familiar with what I barnacles am. are? Well, uh, I am. Well, there's there's a lot of people listening that probably aren't familiar, but a lot of people there's listening. a little a lot of people listening. Yeah, like the two or three that are listening. <laughs> I would probably say maybe uh, half of the audience. One of them doesn't know what a barnacle is. So that's half the audience, man. You got to think and consider. That's true. I appreciate your consideration. I, I consider you know fifty percent of the audience is uh, yeah, you know, you know. You're, you're man among men. Yeah. So Bar- uh, barnacles. Go there's ahead. a little creature that lives in those barnacles, right? Yes. And they will swim towards something else if they can't attach to that. So they swim to you and they get up in your swimsuit and make you itch. Mm. So you got to be, you know, kind of stand, scrape and get away, scrape right. and get away, you right. know, keep them away from you. So eventually they, you know, they would get in and get on you. And it was not a pleasant uh, experience. And I just remember 
God, we're going to have to scrape the boat. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you were deckhands. You were more oh, like slave labor. Oh, yeah. I wasn't sailing for enjoyment. I was See, sailing that's, that's, for my dad's And that's where enjoyment. we're different, right? Where we're different is that I did it for enjoyment. My my dad first introduced it. He bought me a little sailboat when oh, yeah? I was younger. Yeah. That it, so had, uh, like, like a sunfish or something like that? Or so what? it was kind of, no, this was a unique thing. This was a boat that I could do three things with. It had a motor on it. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I could row it, and it had a sail. Damn! Yeah, it was real, and it was unsinkable. So how big was it? It was small. It was it was it was uh, probably the length of this room, but you could carry. But you need to get you need to explain the length of this room. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't help people. It was probably twelve foot. If you guys could 14. see this room, you would know. It was what twelve foot. About. It was probably twelve foot long, but it was okay. really it was like a it was a. The boat was unsinkable. He bought that for me for a reason. Like, you could fill the boat. It had foam okay. inside it. Oh, okay. So, kind of like a Boston Whaler, right? It was, yeah. Boston Whalers are, so they're fiberglass hulls, but they're filled. Filled with foam. That's yeah. what this was. Yeah. And you could fill the entire inside of the boat with water, and it would still float. Okay. So, that's why he got it for me. Okay. And uh, Did you have a motor on it? I had it, it, yeah, but it was just a small inboard outboard motor. Okay, that was detachable. Okay, um, but I used the sail more than anything else. Yeah. Now, did and you I, sail in competitions or no? Anything? No, you I just, was young. Okay, I was young at the time. I probably was um, eighth, so, eighth. So this was in New this York. Was high school? No, this was high school. This was in New York that you were doing. Yeah, but we had a house um, that was down in New Jersey that was on this creek. Okay, that went out to the harbor. Okay, <clears throat> so I could go sail out there. So that that was my exposure to it initially, um, but then uh, I really got into it when I was at school, mm-hmm. and every summer we had to go do something professional. Like you got a couple of weeks off, and then you had uh, for summer, and then you had to go do something. Whether you went on a a naval vessel or it depends on what year you are. Yeah. Which would determine what you do. So after your freshman year, you usually go out and you are on a naval vessel somewhere and you're just like one of the enlisted guys and you, and you do the same kind of jobs they do. The other option you had was you could volunteer to do this sailing trip. And it was awesome. So I did that. What, is that, what does that mean? It meant, so we had these sailboats um, that were assigned to the Naval Academy and they... Um, we would take them out on these excursions. Mm-hmm. So we would go out, uh, we'd leave Annapolis, we'd sail down through the Chesapeake Bay, mm-hmm. stop in Norfolk. How big were these boats? These boats were probably 30 foot okay. sloops. Okay, and how many people would be on it at a time? We would have eight people on at a time. There were two officers and then six midshipmen. Okay. So you had two crews, right? you had a night and a day crew. Okay. And we would alternate right. uh, watch and yeah. Driving and stuff. So, but that trip, boy, I learned so much on that trip. Did you? Oh, it was fabulous. So, halfway, there were a couple of things that happened, and it always seemed like I was on watch when something would go wrong. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> there was one time where I hate um, to tell you, the shit was going wrong on all ships. Yeah. Because that's sailing. That's bro. true. That's right. Yeah. So, we are sailing and we get into this storm. And now we're about 60 miles out into the Atlantic. Okay. So we're we not in a harbor. We're not protected. Right. And it is the summer. It's June in the Atlantic. Mm. Water's still kind of a little cold, rough, mm-hmm. really rough. 
we get stuck in the storm and you can see it coming. There's nothing you could do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just coming right for us. Yeah. Lightning, thunder, um, and we are getting tossed. I mean, you are a rice crispy in a water. In the now, water. do you you drop the sails and just? Yeah, you, we had rest, we yeah. had to we had to um, drop the sails. Not totally. Um, we we uh, reefed them quite yeah. a bit. Um, so that uh, and that just means that we shrink. Oh, sorry, we shrink the sails so that they're not catching as much wind. Because you really have to pay attention because it's dangerous in oh, a yeah, sailboat gotta, in high the ocean. Swells, the swells will flip you, you over. They will flip you right over. If Not it, to if, mention you know, if the wind is strong enough, right. it's going to rip your mass right. off. Yeah, so, so we, in the storm, we used to pull the sails all the way down yeah. and then get up under um, um, motor to get to where we had to, had to go. So Also to make us maneuverable uh, into the swells because you want to put yeah, right, your you be able to put, right. Yeah, so you had to be able to maneuver. That's right. So we would get under... Um, yeah, it was it was really fucking dangerous. Yeah, the they were teaching us, especially in Florida. Through. You know, because you got those thunderstorms. Yeah, that used to pop up every day. Right, and you know, light lightning and a mass and don't do well together. Florida is the lightning capital of the world, so yeah, we would uh, we try to hightail it out of there if we could. But um, we were, I was on the wheel, I was on the helm, mm-hmm. and uh, another buddy of mine was he was up there with me. Everybody else was below deck because we were getting tossed around. Mm-hmm. We were just keeping you kind of keeping it. Right? Mm-hmm. Perpendicular. Uh, for those of you that are not seeing the visual cues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, an idiot. Uh, Jack Ace is showing me I, how they point the bow uh, towards the wave to go up and, and over. Right, so that you don't down. get capsized. Yeah, you don't want to go in, uh, or have a... You don't want to be parallel a, with the waves. A big wave hit you in the side because that'll just roll you right over. Right. So, so uh, there's this one time, and we were in these swells, and I'm telling you, they were deep. I mean, mm-hmm. we were, it was like, I would look up, and I could see that the we were down in the trough, and the waves were over the mast. Mm-hmm. That's how high this, this oh, storm was. Yeah, it was a bad storm. Yeah. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm like, trying to hold on, and, and uh, we're harnessed on, right? We're, yeah. we're tied to the boat because it's such a heavy seas, mm-hmm. and we did that night anyway just to make sure we didn't get thrown overboard. And if you did, you were all right. And um, <laughs> the guy with, that was on deck with me, everybody else is down below throwing up and all this other stuff because everybody. Oh yeah, that's, oh, yeah, that's a hard around. time. Yep. And uh, he looks up and he's in like a he's in like rain gear and everything, and he's like shivering because he doesn't feel good either. I don't feel so bad because I'm steering. Yeah. That gives you the advantage because you're focus, watching the horizon. Yeah. yeah. And you're focused, right? And uh, he looks at me. And then he looks over my head and he just keeps looking up and he just all of a sudden just goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I look back and this wave crashes down on the boat. Mm. Huge wave. Knocks me off the helm. The wheel is spinning. We are turning sideways now. We are going to mm. capsize. Oh, damn. And I am trying to I am like pulling myself back up to the helm to grab the wheel and turn it back the other way to get us back pointed into the wave dude it was fucking crazy shit and it was just like at that moment i'm just i just realized the sea doesn't care it will fucking kill you in a heartbeat and not blink an eye there are times when i thought the sea hated me (laughs) (laughs) so uh quick side story uh not so much related to sailing but it does have to do with the seas um my family used to get together. My folks lived in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. We would get together at Christmas time, and typically we would go deep sea fishing. You know, like they have, you know, like the day charter boats where they 
let 80 people pay 50 bucks a piece that stand around the bow of this like day cruise boat. They'd go, you know, 20, 30 miles out, you know, drop your lines in, people catch some fish, they go to a different spot, drop your lines in, people catch some fish, and then they'd head back to shore. You know, so you get there at like six o'clock in the morning, get on the boat, you're back by six o'clock at night, they're uh, filleting your fish up and you're going home, everybody's happy. Well, we get there one time and it is really rough. And I'm looking out at the boat, just like jumping up and down on the dock. And this is no small boat. Like I said, you can line 80 people up around the bow of this boat. Um, and I'm overhearing two of the deckhands going, mm, I don't think we're going. It's way too rough. I don't think we're going. And the captain walked by and heard him and he looks at me and he goes, what are you talking about? I got 80 people that paid 50 bucks to go out on that shit. Yep. Get the boat ready. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, uh-oh. Yep. So on the way out, you know, it's like a two-hour trip out to get to the fishing grounds. Three-hour tour? Yeah, pretty much. Um, everybody's in the galley of this boat, and it's big enough to hold 80 people. This is not a small boat, but this boat is going up, mm. catching air, and then, then drop it. bam, yeah. coming back down. And I'm not feeling good, so I got my head down on the picnic table that we're all sitting at. And a picnic table. You know, they had picnic tables in this galley. Okay. It's I'm telling you, it's not a small boat. No. It's a day cruise boat. It wasn't like a wooden picnic table. They were bolted, right? Uh they were bolted. Yeah, down. okay. Yeah, but it might have been wood. You know, I'm just They're probably stainless steel. It's, yeah. It's not uh anyways, I'm rising up yeah. out of my seat and then yeah. bam, hitting yeah. my head on the table. Yeah. So I mean I get to the point <laughs> hitting my head on the table. Seriously. I get to the point where I'm you like, to brace yourself. Holy shit. I've got to evacuate my stomach, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm trying to get out and the thing's rocking back and forth and I'm like hitting both sides of the wall, you know, stumbling over people to get out and I get outside and I get out to the rail and yeah. I uh, toss my cookies over the rail and they've got all the, you know, they've got a, like a three foot, foot section where they've got a, a rod tacked down. So these rods are tacked down all over the rails, right? And a deck hand comes running over to me and he says, hey, you know, he's over there spraying off the deck and he's like, hey, um, just to let you know. Bomb is very slippery. He's No, he's like, <laughs> it's really rough today. Don't worry about having to get to the rail. Just throw up on the deck. So the only words I really heard oh. him say was throw up on the deck. <laughs> well, so I, what are you saying? So I turned around and I threw up right at his feet. <laughs> Well, you asked for it. And so he looked down and he like starts spraying. He goes, well, since you were at the rail already. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. That's it was so funny. bad. That's a good I comeback. never got my rod in the in the water that day. Do you know why you get seasick? Because uh, I'm a pussy? No, 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 no. no? Do, why people get seasick? Do you um, know what the cause is? No, I don't. It is. There's probably an element of psychosomatic, right? Because if I'm focused, no. like um, it's your brain. Oh, well, fucking with you. Well, so I I believe to a certain extent that that's true, right? I think a lot of <laughs> that. What's true? What what that motion sickness is your brain fucking with you, right? Because, no, because like on an airplane, yes, you can't see yourself move, but you're fucking moving, right? And because so your the brain, cabin is moving with you, so right. your inner ear. This is what causes seasickness. Yeah. Your inner it's ear the is flushing. Yeah around 
and it's saying, oh, wait, you're moving. Your eyes are telling your brain, no, we're not moving. Everything is staying the same. No, I agree with that 100%. That's, that's because sometimes if you just close your eyes and take away that visual sense. You feel better. You feel better. Yeah. It's the same thing with seasickness. Until you get to the precipice. Once you get to the precipice, you're not going to recover until you get on solid ground. I'm telling you. No, well, It's you, hard to come back from you, that. But you would only go out for a day. Like if you're out at the at sea oh, yeah. for days. Yeah. After about the second or third day, what happens is the fluid in your in your ear thickens mm-hmm. because you're out at sea. So you, that's what's really when when people say you get your sea legs, get your yeah. I was just about that's to say, what it quote means. Unquote sea legs. It, yep. it means that the fluid in your inner ear has thickened, yep. and then and then when I would get off the ship after you know a while of being out at sea, especially on that sailboat. Yeah. When you were on land for like the first day, oh, yeah, you're you still moving. You you're still swaying. swaying. Yeah, yep. you're, you're compensating even though the ground's not oh, moving. Oh, yeah, I felt that. It is is kind of cool. It is. Like a cruise ship when you come back after being on a cruise. Yeah. Not that I have a whole lot of experience with cruises. I think I've only been on one or two, maybe only one. Um, yeah, the day after, you yeah. come back, you're in the shower or whatever, and you're like going, holy shit, I'm rocking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This shower is rocking. <laughs> and but, it's not because I'm in it. But I like the... Um, I like... The fact that you want to compare those are those are some sailing stories, but that you want to compare that to life because there are so many things mm-hmm. that are involved in sailing, and and really, the the nautical world is represented in our daily our daily oh, yeah. vernacular more than we even realize. Oh yeah, I, I was uh, a friend of mine was asking me. We were talking uh, about a, a guy who got completely shit-faced at a party. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys said, uh, Yo, oh, my God. He showed up. He was already three sheets to the wind. Three and, sheets to the yeah, wind. Yeah, and, uh, and my buddy goes, what do you what do you think that means? Where do you think that uh, comes that, from? That colloquialism. Yeah. Spit that word out. Colloquialism. Try, say it again? Colloquialism. Mm, pretty good. You, you. you just heard me say it. Okay. <laughs> That's a hard word to spit out. Colloquialism, yes. Well, but well, I have I have a harder time with regular words. That <laughs> I, familiarity drives me crazy. Man, I used to have such a hard time getting the word colloquialism out of my mouth uh, until I wonderfully until I realized that the word there's a Q in it. No, no. <laughs> if you remember, the word wheel is in there. You will always pronounce it correctly. Colloquialism. That's okay. A, that's how you have to say it. Okay. Anyway, I, I was saying it just fine, but go ahead. So, anyways, we were talking about three sheets to the wind, and I was thinking about. it. I was like, "Well, I said it's probably it comes from uh, nautical term. nautical Absolutely. life." I was like, "Because um, if you're three sheets in the wind, your boat is not under control." Right. So, three that's sheets. That's what it meant. Like uh, a normal sailboat has three ropes to secure the sails, and um, those ropes are called sheets. Like you, At first, that's I said, right. oh, they're probably they're probably talking about sails, and I was like, no, wait no, a minute. That's right. The ropes to secure the sails are called, called sheets. sheets. Yep. That's right. And so there's two that come off of the main cell. Mm-hmm. Or no, there's two that come off the jib. There's a right and the left Right and the left on the jib. Right, and then the one to, 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 the, for the main to, cell. to either let out or you know pull in tighter. Right. So... If you don't have any of those sheets secured, what that means is your sails are flapping, flapping. and right. they, and you're not uh, you're not under control, right? And so unless your motor's going, that's where it comes from. That's and right. I was just like, that, that's only one. And and I just thought that was really cool when when I when I stopped to think about it, I was like, oh wow, that's really cool. There that's, are a lot of obvious ones, like like what, um, like you've heard in the the, the cut of his jib. Oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and what that meant, well, a like jib the is cut a of sail, his jib, yeah. and 
I like the cut of his jib it, yep. it, because it was representative of who you were. Mm-hmm. And that stems from the fact that different countries used to cut their jibs differently. Mm-hmm. So you either like the cut of their jib or not. Uh, the doldrums was another one. Oh, yeah. If you, if you, somebody's in the doldrums, the doldrums oh, are actually a part of that's the that ocean was my first story. around the equators but the, the doldrums the are also like yeah no 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 wind sitting there in the heat that, yeah. that's what it means yeah you're in the doldrums you're down you're not moving yeah. you're not making progress but the doldrums are an actual place around the equator where there's not much wind okay and they would get stuck there sometimes okay. for weeks on end yeah, yeah. okay uh, until they could move i did not know that you yeah. educated me today I, i'm trying turning the corner when somebody says oh they thank god they've turned the corner that's oh, yeah. a nautical reference, and it used to mean when you were going past the Cape of Hope. You could Cape of uh, Cape Horn, not Cape Hope. Cape Horn, when you turned around and you would come back up because you were leaving really shitty weather around the Cape Horn, mm-hmm. and you would turn the corner and you'd come back up out of shitty weather. So that's it. it yeah, is, I would say that that might also extend into like the regatta races, right? Because they have those sharp turns. Around those buoys that you have to approach correctly, and sometimes That's you will true. undercut that but, corner, and, and you'll, you'll have, have to, go to double double back and hit around. that corner right. Yeah. So, how about show one's true colors? Is also a nautical term. Oh, is that that? Yeah, that's to identify your boat by the flag that you're. That's flying. right. Yeah. So that was if you show someone your true colors, it's you're really showing your, mm, it. Like, yeah. yeah, like you could you could uh, like if you were sailing into a port to as a pirate, you might show a British flag on your boat rather than the uh, Jolly Roger. Did right? that's right. Yeah. Or if you were an English ship, like in, do you ever see Master and Commander? Oh yeah, I love that. When he they make believe that they're a whaler. Yep, and they're burning all the oil and stuff, and trying to trick the French frigate from coming in to attack them and and steal from them. And then when they got close, then they hoist the British flag, and mm-hmm. oh, yeah. they were showing their true colors. That's a great movie. Fucking great movie. Yeah, I, I love, love that. Movie. Yep. Uh, and then you have obvious ones like keel over, um, uh, pipe down, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, toe the line, ship shape. Those are all really pretty common ones. Some I'll give you some uncommon ones. Okay. A long shot. Okay. So, out of the battle at sea, mm-hmm. you would have a you might have a gun on the bow of your ship that was just to shoot a long cannonball, mm-hmm. but you did, it was a guess, man. It was a guess at best where it was going to land. Sure. So a long shot meant eh, it's like a hail mary. Okay. And that's what it was, and that's where that's where it came from. Feeling blue. If you're feeling blue. Okay. Back in the day, if a, like a captain. Would die on the on deployment on deployment if they were on a cruise and a captain or a, an officer would die a favorite officer would die, they might paint a blue line across the hull of the ship. Oh, really? Or and hang uh, or fly blue flags. So if you're feeling blue, is because you were sad, melancholy, um, something happened. Taken aback is another one. If you're taking it back, it's because the winds have blown up against your sails. Okay. And it stopped your, your uh, movement. Tied over. Hold, it, this should tie them over. Mm-hmm. That was if you couldn't get out of port because of the the way that the tide was coming in. Mm-hmm. So you would sail perpendicular to it until the tide was over, and then you'd sail out. Mm-hmm. So something to tie them over. You were waiting to get out. Um, Interesting. You know, um, didn't realize that that was still an issue in most ports, but then... When I was at Vancouver for a uh, cybersecurity conference, I noticed there was a bunch of ships out at sea anchored, 
and someone told me, yeah, they're waiting for the tide to come in so they can That's come right. to port. So, yeah, they get And tide. I was like, what? Seriously? Yeah. That's still a thing? I was like, why aren't they dredging it? And well, maybe you can't dredge it if it's rock. You know? Yeah, right. So, they have to wait for hard time. Yeah, yeah. so that I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, if you're learning the ropes, that's a naval expression. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, through thick and thin is a naval expression. Oh, really? Yeah. And it, it stems from that there were both thick and thin pulleys and ropes that were used to hoist the sails. Hmm. So you would, it was a progression. Okay. So through thick and thin, it was a, a progression through the thick and the thin okay. of the things. Hand over fist is another naval expression. How you uh, haul in a rope. How you haul yep. in a rope. Yeah. Um, scuttlebutt. You ever heard what? Hey, I've what's heard a scuttlebutt? the term scuttlebutt. Yeah. And what, and what does it mean to you? I have no idea. It's just a term I use. And how do you use it? Is my point. What's the scuttlebutt? Right. What's, what's the, the gossip? Yeah. Because the scuttlebutt on a naval vessel was the where the the barrel of water that uh, really? they would keep yeah that they would drink like from fresh water yeah fresh water they would drink from so they would go it was like the water cooler that's okay. where you got the, the ah, gossip okay it was the scuttlebutt it was the water cooler In talk. the original water cooler. yeah the original water cooler <laughs> here's the one that a lot of people um yeah here's one that a lot of people don't know hmm. you're gonna freeze your balls off tonight let me say that again you're going to freeze your balls off tonight. Mm. That's a naval term and not what you think it means. Because my balls have been frozen, I'll tell you what. So what that meant was back in the day, mm-hmm. when they had cannonballs, they would, you've like when you know when you go play pool mm-hmm. and they give you the rack of balls, right? Mm-hmm. It's in that tray. You're right. You would have a tray like that for cannonballs. Okay. And you would stack the cannonballs like a pyramid. Sure. When it gets really cold, metal contracts. Mm -hmm. So the dimples in that tray would contract Mm -hmm. and the balls would start to get loose then. Mm -hmm. So a chief might tell his guys, be careful tonight. You might freeze your balls off. And if the dimples shrunk, the cannonballs would roll Mm. off their stames and be rolling around the cabin. Okay. So you're freezing your balls off. Okay. Interesting. A loose cannon. Same thing. Oh, yeah. Because a loose cannon will do a lot of... All kinds are tied down on a ship. Yeah. If loose, one's loose, it is going to do all kinds of damage. your ship. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, a lot of references, nautical references, but, no, that's, but, but not representative of the life metaphor which yeah. you brought up, which I thought was brilliant. Well, I just... I did, I did you know, take some things from, you know, my, my experience sailing. You know, like the first one, no wind. There is going to be times in your life where you have no wind. Yeah, I'm not going you know, anywhere. And uh, you've got to figure a way to get to what you need. Or even if you do have wind, you yeah. can't go the direction you want to go. No, that's another one. Precisely. That's right. You have to You have to tack. And so that's the other thing we didn't talk about is like sail. you never sail directly to no, your target. Very rarely does that happen. You have to zigzag back zigzag and forth. Zigzag back and forth, which depending is called, on the wind. Yeah, tacking. You know, and it, it depends on, you know, are you, are you trying to sail through a crosswind? Do you have a headwind? I mean, people don't realize if the wind is coming straight into you, yes, you can still s- sail upwind. Yeah. You know, and it's a slight angle. Yeah. You, but you have, have to adjust. Well, I'm saying you can travel that distance. You just have to go back and forth. Right. You know, so that's not going to be straight line. So that the wind is still hitting your sails. It's just not hitting them, you know, straight on from the front. Right. Right. So. Yeah, so the you can sail into the wind. So that's another metaphor for life, right? It's the path forward may not always be directly towards your goal, 
right? That's right. You may have to go left of center or right of center and keep going back and forth to get there to make progress, right? And so that I think that's an important lesson too. And then, um, you know, thinking about the story I told about my dad uh, running into the channel marker, right? Yeah. There's going to be obstacles in your way, and you have to, you know what? And there's going to be low visibility. You know, I was going to see him coming. Yeah, and you've got to be able to react, yep. right? And you've got to be able to um, adjust. You know, because things you, are going to go wrong, right? You're going to have get lines are going to break, sheets going to tear, yep. storms are going to pop up, yep. winds going to die. And and I and I feel like it's this Tides is change. especially relevant today because I feel like when you look at social media, you only see those days when the wind is, is popping yeah. and it's beautiful and right. sunny and it's the no, seas are not chopping. Nobody posts the pictures you, of when they're sitting in the doldrums. <laughs> no, and that's my <laughs> point. Their right? ass off. That that is seventy percent of yeah. life. Yeah, is the doldrums, and maybe you're doing something that maybe is not um, so exciting, right? Yeah. Um, because there were times it was great where we'd be out in the Gulf and the dolphins would be jumping over the, the bow and, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's why we do this, right? For this one little small piece. But on social media, that's all you're seeing. You're only seeing that good stuff. You're not seeing the stuff where you're in the doldrums or you're running into shit or you're having to scrape the barnacles off your boat, right? Because yeah, there's, you got there's maintenance too. There's, maintenance. Like, there's a lot of maintenance. Two best day of boat owner's life. The day he buys it, the day he sells it. You're not kidding. <laughs> I remember uh, my dad had a docked for like what seemed like 20 years. You know, like we, he just stopped sailing. Still owned it. He kept it at a buddy's house, dock, yeah. you know, tied up to his dock. And then he shows up to my brother's house one day. And this, at this point, my, my brother's married, probably has a kid or two. And my dad says, hey, I'm thinking about fixing up the old boat. What do you say? You want to help me? And my brother looked at him and he says, I'll help you sink it. <laughs> <laughs> He says, but you are wasting your time trying to fix up that old piece of shit. And honestly, he's right. He would have been much better off to go buy something that he really wanted. You know, like my dad always wanted to be, you know, a sailor, I guess. He was in the Navy. And uh, and I think he... I don't think I like the way you said that. What? He was in the Navy. No, he was in the Navy. Yeah. I mean, he God bless had, him. He, no, yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. <laughs> what I'm trying to uh, relate to you is that he had a love of nautical life. Through his time, like he was a submarine man, but he always wanted to have a sailboat. Was he? Yeah. And so, really, what years was he in? Oh, shit. Uh, during the Korean War conflict, I believe. Shit, those weren't great submarines. No, they weren't. <laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> but we still got it figured them out. Yeah, still a lot of uh, decent yeah. fumes and yeah. shit like that in there. Yeah. So, yeah, you didn't have the Nautilus yet. And, and he would tell me about the sea legs on a submarine. Oh. He said, you want to talk about sea legs? He says, those things are round, so they, they really roll oh. from side Well, to side. see, and back when he was on a submarine, now submarines today yeah, are not meant to drive on the surface. They are meant to, yeah. they can, yeah. but they're really meant to be under the surface. Back in his day, they were transitioning. Most of the time, those submarines ran on the surface. Yeah. Not like today. Today, they go under, as soon as they can get it in the channel, they're out. They're down. You never see them again. Back then, they snorkeled a lot, so they were above. Oh, they would like they had to be like ships on the water, and then they would go down. But they were not. They the as they progressed through the evolution of submarine, they do not ride well on the surface. No, no, they're not meant to. Yeah. So there's this. Did you ever see the movie Code of Honor or something like that? It was about actually starred real uh, Navy SEALs. And it was about uh, some terrorist group that was using the tunnels in Mexico to get in the United States. No, I haven't seen it. Um, I want to say it was Code of 
coat of honor or something like that. Anyways, there's a scene in there where they show like a, a regular boat right on the surface and this nuclear class submarine going underneath yeah. from an aerial shot. And it is such a badass shot. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, God damn, that is so they do, fucking We cool. do that all the time. So neat. Anyhow. We do underholes all the time. What was my point about my dad? Um he was a oh, yeah, like, like he, he growing up, yeah, growing up, he wanted a sailboat. So like at the time when you have six kids, um, you know, and uh, your your wife is a stay at home mom and you're on a single salary of an engineer in the state of Florida in the 1970s. You buy yourself a 23 foot Irwin with a 1920 British Seagull engine. I'm so, I think my point was at later point in life, rather than fixing up that old, you know, rusty bucket he should have bought himself something nice you know like what i don't know something nicer maybe than he 20- loved the boat no there was nothing to love no you there. didn't love it maybe he did i'm telling you what he didn't love the boat there was wood rot all over that thing i didn't nothing. say he took care of it i, I said he loved it he hadn't been on it for 20 years and like all of a sudden you're gonna hey let's go fix up this rotten piece but of isn't shit. there i think that i think that's one of the things but, about the sea mike i think the sea man there is so much <laughs> That is associated with the sea, right? The sea will take from you if you do not maintain. That's right. You don't maintain respect. So think about this. 20 years of neglect in that boat. And, he, you know, the sea has taken and yeah. taken and taken for yeah. 20 years. Yeah. That thing needed to be sunk. No. I, I, I'm not arguing. I'm not <laughs> trying to. I'm, not, I'm going back to. That's see, my point. I'm going back to sailing as a metaphor. Go get for him. Life. Sa- why not? And the twilight. And, and here, here's a. So here, get a new sailboat. Because he liked to sail. Get a new sailboat uh, as part of your midlife crisis, which we're going to do as a topic. We are don't definitely doing midlife crisis. I mean, why not? Why not? I almost I mean, had it, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why but, not go get yourself a nice boat? Why? Why? Why make do with the piece of shit that you had to do deal with in the 1970s when you were raising six kids? Okay. So the I kids think, are all out of the house. Go get you something nice, my friend. You're looking at it as the the kid. Who was the slave on that the slave yeah. on that ship? Your dad looks That's at it. It's not a fun time. No. But your dad looks back on that ship and he's like, This is when I had my family all oh, together. Okay. Yeah. And we were doing this stuff. And for him, it wasn't the misery it was for you. You dreaded it. It yeah. wasn't for him. Yeah. It was all of his kids together working together as a family. Let me tell you something. It was a memory for him. My mom never went out on the sailboat. No, because she didn't want to go. She didn't want to be with Captain McCrotchy. Okay. But that was his deal. McCrot- that was him getting back into the Navy. Not crotchy. Crotchety. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Captain McCrotchety. Yeah. God, God bless him. Yeah. He was Captain Crotchy. Captain Grumpy. That's what it was. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I, I think the ocean is... A, it, the, the sea is... A, it's such a fascinating element in our society so let me tell you another funny story that this this one uh makes the rounds in my family quite a bit right so we're in we're at dock where he kept the boat and um he's getting ready we're getting ready to go out right and he's got that old piece of crap engine on the back there that how he started it was with a a piece of wood with a rope tied around the piece of wood with a, a knot on the end of the rope then he would fit in the slot and then wrap yeah, it around. Yeah, wrap it around. And fuh, 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 yeah. Fuh, fuh. Oh, yeah. shit. I could wrap it around you. Yeah. It's like a lawnmower. But on the back, there's this gas tank, right? And um, he would take off the gas tank, set it right next to the 
he like has his little gas can that he's pouring in there and somebody drove drives by on their motorboat caused a little wake and that little gas cap went bloop and my reaction was like <gasps> and he turned and looked and, you know turned and gave me a look and then gave me a backhand Pow, what are you doing standing around go get go you got shit to do you know what i'm like <laughs> i didn't drop the fucking gas cap i think he, i think that what he wanted you to do is go get the gas cap yeah right <laughs> get shit to do get down there yeah <laughs> <laughs> probably 30 feet right there, too. He got too. smacked because he dropped the gas cap. Probably, well, it's because you called him on it. I didn't. I didn't say shit. I just All went. Right, <gasps> let's, get, let's get back to sailing as a life metaphor. Yeah. And <laughs> so there, there's a life I, I, I think we need to do a show on your sailing. If, if um, you're going to be standing around, trauma. you're going to get smacked. I think you, I think you have sailing trauma. We Don't do stand episode, around. A therapy be, episode. Look busy. You. Yeah, I need I need therapy. You need sailing therapy. I do. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I thought this was gonna be a fun topic. You're like dredging up old things. I'm telling you, I've I've got you childhood help. trauma. Yeah, <laughs> sailing is a childhood trauma. Yeah, that's the name of this show. Yeah, <laughs> forget about life metaphor. They were difficult. This is life. I'm telling you, <laughs> I liked sailing myself. All right, so we were talking about the lessons that you can take from nautical life. I talked about the no wind, that there are going to be obstacles, and that a lot of times there's not going to be any straight path to your goal. You're going to have to find your way back and forth to, to go forward. Anything else that yeah, you... Yeah, and if you're competing, you you, no, you talked about no wind. If you're competing in life, mm-hmm. you're going to have people that block your wind, mm. right? Like in a race. Yeah, they covered that in uh, Master and Commander, right? The, yeah. They called it the weather gauge. That's right. Yeah, so if somebody... You have the weather gauge. Yeah, they, they can affect the wind that comes to your sales by getting directly behind you or um, directly downwind from you. That's right. Yeah. And that's when you need to come to and give them a full broadside and take them down. That's right. Broadside. Hey. Full broadside. That's another, uh, broadside is another nautical term. True. Yeah. I don't know when I've used it outside of nautical stuff. Mm. To be honest, I don't don't think I have. (laughs) What is it? Uh, we used to say it to pitchers. Oh, they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. That's true, but yeah. that has nothing to do with nautical. Sure it does. Broadside. No. I mean, uh, that's a nautical term. The broadside of the barn means the big yeah, side. Yeah, but they, of the you barn. don't call the yeah you don't call that the broadside though of a barn. It's just you think that's from. I think you, that's a nautical. You think term. that's a nautical term? Like yeah. a full-on broadside yeah. with a cannon fodder and all yeah. that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then you got your, you know, you don't use right and left in sailing. Right? No, port and starboard. Still port and starboard, yeah. Starboard. I don't know why they do that. I don't either. It doesn't seem efficient. I no. I, I like the uniqueness of it. Yeah. But to just yell starboard, it, like, go I know right, I always use everything. Okay, port, same number of letters as left, so right. starboard is right. Right, so start, yeah. that's right, you had to go backwards. Yeah, I had to start yeah. thinking. <laughs> yeah, right. which one is left? Uh, well, port <laughs> has an R, but damn, so does starboard. <laughs> which one has an L? Neither, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to know how starboard and port came about. That would be yeah. interesting to know. Yep. Keel hauling. Aft, leeward. Yeah, yep. helms a lee. Yep. Absolutely. Nobody knows what we're talking about. No, we're Sorry. just running through stupid nonsense. Things. Yep. We got pause. It's getting really boring. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we just uh, let's just put this one in the cam. Let's, let's close this. Hey, thanks for listening. Edit um, the shit out of this one. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed nautical talk. Probably with, not. Uh, Jackie and Schweiny. Sorry. Um, not our best episode. 
Yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. We'll step it up next time. All right, bye. Peace. You've been listening to the Let Me Ask You This podcast. Tune in next time to hear the boys talk shit about some stuff. Talk to you soon. <laughs>